You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Good afternoon, bro. How's it going? Uh, Podcast episode 90, man. 90? Hey, dude. 10 we more. Out. <laughs> 10 more and we're on the century mark, man. Hell yeah. So um, what's going on, man? How's your day been today? Uh, well, you know, um, good. It's been good. Weather's nice. You know, feeling healthy, feeling strong, doing my exercises. Kids are happy. You know. If you're listening from the future, uh, we're currently in uh, July of the pandemic, of the coronavirus, and uh, you know, uh, I'm jealous of the Europeans, man, because they're out already. They're like, <laughs> they're partying, you know what I mean? And then like, well, uh, we were, you know, we were on our way out, we were on our way to doing the right thing, but then um, we just can't help ourselves. It, it uh, it's become obvious that Americans are nowhere near as um, you know, disciplined as the Europeans are. Um, that simple. Yeah, that simple. Oh, man. You know, I'm really missing. But dude, I saw this. I saw this coming when I was on my trip, when I was driving, when I was in Florida, dude. You know, and I'm, I'm just driving through Destin and, you know, and I'm looking at these bars that are packed and, you know, I'm watching people come in and out and they're not wearing the masks and no one's social distancing and, they acted like it's completely normal, basically. What's that? They were just acting like it was completely normal, basically, right? So, I mean, they had yeah. never even you locked known, down. You wouldn't have known that that um, that there was a, a pandemic going on. Uh, and um, well, that was, you know, I mean, at that point, they, you know, they weren't doing the looking at it, going freaking out completely yet. Like we need to shut it down. You know, they were going on. Okay, it's it's skyrocketing, but you know the the death rate is is not high. You know, like we're prepared to have a surge, but the death rate is low. You know, and so yeah. And then of course we just found out that uh, the the um, you know, and I, I got to tell you, dude, I I don't care who the hell was going to try to tell me to send my kids to school, um, but. I can't believe down in Orange County that they voted to send their own kids to school. Oh God, I don't know what's wrong with these people. Dude, I can, okay, I can understand maybe maybe the um, you know uh, junior high and high school, you know, but dude, elementary school, these kids can't control themselves. My son <laughs> cannot control himself. He can well. He's got sensory processing disorder, one of which is um, impulse control issues. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> You know, don't put that kid in the school and tell him exactly what he has to do because it's going to be tough, you know? <clears throat> yeah, man, so, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I think kids in OC, parents in OC, they're just like, what the hell? Get these kids out of the house, man. They need to go back to school. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't like, love their kids down there. They hate them. They want them to die. <laughs> I don't know. OC's like, I'm it's kidding. weird. I'm kidding. That's not something to kid about, though. I mean, it's uh, they do need – you know what, though? That's the thing. My kids are, are – a little bummed they are they are a little like they want to hang out with their friends and stuff they're doing zoom meetings dude they're and they're playing video games zoom already meetings. online anyways right i mean like uh 
you know, they play video games with each other and stuff like that, right? Yeah, that's pretty much what they do in person anyway. So I, you know, I try <laughs> to point that out to them because it's like, son, you know, you, you're bummed that you only get to do the Zoom meetings, but what do you guys do when you hang out anyway? You get on your, you play Fortnite, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, you know, what's the difference here? <laughs> so luckily he's, you know, but it's, you know, for my daughter, it's tough also because, you know, with girls, they like to decorate things and, you know, they're not necessarily so much on the Fortnite. I mean, my daughter is because that's all she can, you know, she can't really hang out with her friends and do the, I don't know, the craft making and all this stuff. It's uh, only craft making she's done is with me <laughs> decorating her cast. Um, yeah. How's her leg doing? This time it's a lot easier. Um, they, uh, the last time they actually had to slice her Achilles tendon because so much uh, was shaved off and, and adjusted that, they had to they had to slice her Achilles tendon a little bit so there wouldn't be too much pressure mm. on the rest of her foot. Am I still on? Uh, Am I still on? Yeah, you're still on. Go. All right. You know what? Uh, I'm going to turn the phone off because every time it rings. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. What was I saying? You're talking about um, your daughter's leg. Yeah, so this time they didn't have to slice the Achilles tendon, okay? And last time they wouldn't give her much medication. She was in a ton of pain. This time we made sure she had the right kind of medication. But unfortunately, they wrapped it a little bit too tight. And so after about an hour we got home, she was going crazy and everything. We took her back. They had to slice it back open and open it up a little bit. And then she was okay. Poor thing, dude. She's gone through so much pain. Um... I, I wouldn't blame her if she doesn't really trust doctors much these days. Oh, geez. But, um, no, but she's actually healing a lot quicker this time is the point. They didn't have to slice her Achilles tendon this time. So um, she's in a – the cast she's in right now, she'll be out of in another 10 days or so. Then she'll be in a boot for a couple of weeks and then working it out to, you know, get it to be like the other foot now. Well, I'm glad she's, she's doing girl, okay, man. man. It's cool that you guys like uh, decorate her cast together. You know what I mean with the stencil and everything like that, man. That's like, dude, I gave her, uh, you know, her choice of all the my sticker collection, and all she wanted was skulls. <laughs> she just she picked out all of uh, RX skulls. You know, our our, our boy up in in Portland. Yeah. Um, it was all his stickers, and then I had a skull from um, Life After Death, uh, Dave um and uh we glued that sucker on there and so she's you know, oh and then i did yeah, the stencil of the little gecko she she's yeah. been hell-bent on getting a gecko for about going on seven months now and as a pet you know we've told her okay once we get to the next house you know if you're still into getting the gecko you'll be 10 years old whatever you know but i ain't taking care of the gecko if something happens with the gecko you know i'm not taking care of it right <laughs> That's cool. She's into skulls and lizards, man. Real uh, girl lever to each, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, but you know what? The most recent thing is uh, she did say to my wife, you know what? Um, if I, uh, how about I get an Xbox instead of a gecko? Hey. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. We're already switching now. We're breaking the spirit. Well, that's good. The spirit good that, uh... has been broken. <laughs> She's not fully on the damn gecko anymore which you know what if that's hey, what she wants fine man. i'll adjust i'll adapt but dude i don't want a damn lizard around the house 
Good. Perfect timing here. Yeah, I see uh, Chris Robots Will Kill is actually uh, inside the waiting room, man. I'm not going to keep him waiting for too long because, uh, you know, he's an artist from New York, man. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm really oh, to talk to him. He's a really cool art, man. It's like 9 o'clock now. Yeah, I love his guys. I love his little uh, robot guys. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Welcome, Chris. Robots will kill. No. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, awesome. we can hear you fine, man. This has got to be one of the smoothest pickups that we have ever done. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing. I'm proud to be involved. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, uh, first off. Um, uh, thank you for the like invite. You said you're in, you're in New York right now joining yes. us, correct? Yes. Oh, man. I got to tell you, I got so much respect for you guys. Just, I, I was so worried and concerned for New York when it came to the coronavirus because in my mind, I'm just conceptually picturing all these tall buildings next to each other and the people just, you know, on the top floor is coughing and it just, you know, spreading that way. It's but, dissipating amongst everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, but <clears throat> somehow you guys have conquered it and now here we are in California. Uh, I'm in Encino and, and um, James is down in Brea. Okay. And uh, we just can't help ourselves. <laughs> well, shit, man. I know, I know you, got, you guys couldn't wait to, to be outside. So, it, you know, it just yeah, keeps, man. I mean, keeps yeah, first of all, welcome to the show, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate being on. Thank you. And uh, uh, I got to ask you, man, um, you're wearing a mask today. Is that because of COVID 19 or because <laughs> of. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm worried about computer viruses. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, like uh, I'm just not a big fan of uh, showing my face. Uh, of course. I, the way I look at it, I, I'm more of a fan of the the art speaking for me and people not knowing who I am. So I love that, man. Normally, actually, before we started um, the whole uh, quarantine process, we usually do this uh, in the studio, and uh, we actually right. didn't have the video too much. We just had um, the audio. We thought it's kind of cool to be a fly on the wall, you know. But um, the COVID started, so we wanted to, uh, you know, be safe and everybody's social distance. So, uh, but this opens up the door for us to actually invite guests like you out of New York, man, to come on the show, uh, to not have everybody uh, fly in. So there's advantages and there's uh, disadvantages, you, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. you know, we'll definitely respect your wishes. Hopefully I get to uh, hang out with you one day in person so we don't have to uh, have a mask yeah. in between us. You, you, you know a what I mean? Absolutely. Definitely, absolutely. man. Um, well, well, shit, man. Um, are you originally from New York, man? Yeah, born and raised. Yeah. Nice was, in New uh, York City. Uh, well, I'm from Staten Island. I live okay. in Staten, oh, Staten Island. Island. Is, uh, it's, yeah, it's a where, borough of of the city. So. Sure, that's where Wu Tang Clan's from, man. Right? Yes, yes, yep. <laughs> that, that that's our claim to fame. Them, them and uh, Buster Poindexter from uh, from New York Dolls. He he's from Staten Island and still lives here. No, are you a hip hop? Chris, it is hard to tell looking at you here. Um, can you just for our listeners, like about how old you are? You don't have to give the exact age, but just I'm so they have an idea. I'm in my forties. In your forties, man. Yeah, early, okay. early forties. Cool. Got it. About the same age, basically. Thirties, so around the same era. Teach is uh, pushing senior citizen status right now. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> you know, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, 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 I believe that would no, be I just look like it. Right? I'm actually young, but I'm a white guy mostly, so 
I look older as fuck. I look older than I actually am. You got the um, Benjamin Button disease, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, are you are you Caucasian? Are you uh, what's your ethnic background? Your I, I'm a, I'm Italian, Irish, and Scottish. Awesome, man. We, Dude, uh, you and I are about the, exactly the same. I was just oh, really? twenty three percent Italian. My mom was Scott Irish, and there you go, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. I mean, I, I don't have. We have a drinking problem and we worry about it. Is, is uh, what it comes down to, right? <laughs> Actually, I don't drink, so it's. Uh, I, I don't. That's one thing I don't have to worry about. <laughs> okay. Ah. Do you smoke? Do you smoke? Yeah, I'm you straight, I'm not, nah, I'm straight edge. I've been straight edge my whole life. Nice, man. Nice. Hey, straight man, edge is like the, thing, is man. like uh is like kind of edgy nowadays. You, you know what I mean? It's hard yeah, for me, right. man. <laughs> no, no joke. You, you know what I mean? But it, out here in New York, they have sober bars and stuff like that now. It's kind of funny. Really? What do That's you good, though. Yeah. That's well, what I, imagine. I love New York, man. And I love, like, just, like, the grit of it and the pace of it, man. Like, you know, people say L.A. is fast. And, like, I go to New York. I'm like, man, this is, like, the speed, like, my mind works at, actually. But what the <laughs> fuck is a sober bar, man? Like, I, I, I never went to them, for, from what I understand. They just basically were, you know, bars where they didn't serve alcohol. They just were... They serve like Shirley Temples. I'm just curious. I guess. Okay. Yes, really. <laughs> I never went to them. I, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just uh, it's just funny how like they popped up and like that's a thing now, like the whole sober edge thing. Well, so, good. I'm glad. I would much rather it be that than you know, uh, crack shops that you dip into. You know. <laughs> well, well, I'll be honest with the way New York's going. I think that's where it's going to be in a couple of years. I hear it's right. not good right now. I mean, you guys are over the disease, but crime is up like crazy right now, right? Well, we're definitely not over the disease. Uh, we, we just had one day finally with no deaths yesterday, but... Um, I guess you guys are closer to over than us. <laughs> that's what I meant. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you guys, you guys are starting over. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, what a lot, of, a lot of people don't realize is they look at that mortality rate, but they don't realize that a lot of people are going to have, um, you know, things that actually last beyond that they're going to be yeah. fighting for a long time. Which and we don't really know have. the long-term effects of this, man. You, you know what I mean? So, I, yeah. I, have a, I have one friend who had it, and I mean, he had it probably about two months ago. And he's still having like asthma kind of issues because of it. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Who knows? This, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. But you know what? Let's get off this subject for a second uh, because we do absolutely. our best to try to, you know, not to, but <laughs> we also try to stay current. You know, we got to stay current. So, yeah. um, you know, to some degree, we, uh, we got to cover it. But um, so what, it, um, what was going on in your life when you were growing up that made you want to be an artist? Like, what was the first thing you remember? Like, when you're, like the youngest thing you were doing as an artist? Um. Well, I definitely remember when I was uh, like in grammar school, just copying cartoons and comics and stuff like that. And, mm. and like when everybody else is playing like, you know, football, basketball, baseball, I was- Do you remember what yeah. cartoons or comics those were? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, uh, Garfield was a big one. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, I love Garfield. And uh, The Far Side, Gary Larson. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, man, what I, happened to I, that? that was like uh, well, he just came back. Yeah, he like, put three new pieces out, right? Yep. Oh, this, really? This, the, the end of last week, I think, he launched a website with new work and stuff like that, but it's, it's, see, for him, I loved his work different. so much. Yeah, it's different, but it's, you know, like, I loved his work because it was so smart and it was one panel and it got such a feeling across. And I think that's actually like one thing that I took and kind of like try to work with my paintings and have that like one panel kind of idea and getting to see that. I can definitely see that influence in your work, man. 
Yeah, oh, I feel like God. Gary Larson was That's... like the original like meme man. Like you know, it's just like you said, one panel. <laughs> <laughs> There's some text yeah. in it. You, you know what I mean? Like, but just super clever, super simple, yeah. and just like like Chris was saying, made made a, a very eloquent point. You know, a lot of times. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that so, that was a big one because I I used to basically my father would bring home the daily news from work, and that was like the first thing we would do. Like as soon as he came in the door, we would check out the the far side you know, and then eat dinner. So I was like, so that was a big one for me. Um, other than that, I mean, there was like a ton of just comics that, you know, the, the, the typical, you know, uh, uh, Spider-Man, Marvel stuff and DC okay. stuff. I had a, my uncle, he's a huge comic book collector and, you know, I was around like his collection growing up. So like, I always saw that kind of stuff and that was like a big influence. My father actually knew um, John Romita and John Romita Sr. Uh, junior who uh, they were those names seem familiar they were uh spider-man artists they did okay. spider-man for a good chunk of time both of them um so they were like so the I, main drawers they weren't yeah, inkers. Yeah. like there's drawers that do the main drawing then inkers right. that go in and, and go in and do all the inking. yeah they do the fine tuning and everything like that yeah so so he would bring home stuff from them like you know sketches and stuff like that so that was like a huge influence and just wow. you know i was what did your parents do if you don't mind my asking so um my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, my father was a funeral director. Mm. So hey, dude, it's good, good business to be in, man. Um, uh, how many brothers and sisters? Uh, one older brother. He's five years older. He's actually the reason I got into graffiti. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I actually have an <laughs> older brother too. By only two and a half years. This guy and I have a lot of similarities that are very <laughs> close to being similar. Like I have an older <laughs> brother, but only by two and a half years. His is by five years. Yeah. This guy's like half better than I am with everything so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hold on real I didn't quick. Say that. I'm not. I just uh, <laughs> pulled up the new Gary Larson. It's kind of interesting because it's like all in color now, actually. You, you know what I mean? Well, he did it on on an iPad, basically. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. This thing. It's kind of an interesting one. It has like a, a guy waving down a taxi, saying taxidermist, and uh, you know, there's a guy like driving a yellow truck with a. Uh, some you know taxidermy it has this like classic feel but it's just weird that it's in color you, you know what i mean like the shading is it, like it's like the simpsons when they updated it you know what i mean i was like this is yeah like, that that 3d kind of it was <laughs> like, like when you, it's like when you first up, yeah <laughs> it's like colorizing an old movie maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe it was, <laughs> we got off track, but um but yeah cool man i mean yeah, dude about far side man for a second like that was such an influential part of my childhood man i can't believe i so then when did you said your brother influenced you into the graffiti how did that happen uh so like when i was around 11 um him and his friends would start you know, they were doing graffiti and they were getting into it and he was what year was this he was uh 88 88 okay 88 yeah so around that time also like he kind of got into like punk and hardcore music and you know, a lot of those bands also kind of had that, that graffiti, gritty kind of thing going on. So, of course, like, I started listening to it, too. And, um, you know, I got the time I started, like, kind of doodling and stuff like that. But I was I was mostly taking pictures and stuff like that of stuff that they were doing or other, you know, graffiti guys were doing in the area. Um, and, you know, I, had, I didn't really kind of, like, find other people like my age until about 13 that were, mm. you know, into graffiti. Like when I went to high school, I was like the big, it was like the big like floodgate, you know, it opened up to like other people, you know, right. and meeting all these other people. 
God, dude, when I'm thinking about 11, my son's almost 10, you know what I mean? And <laughs> 11, that's a young age to, to, think, to start thinking about doing graffiti. So I'm glad you at least made it to what, well, what hey, 12, he, 13? <laughs> I mean, he's, gro he's growing up in Staten Island, man. It's a little bit of a different uh, a scene, yeah, you, you know no, what I mean? I know, like, I know, your son's growing up in I'm sorry, studio, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we had, you know, we had abandoned buildings that everybody would go paint and stuff like that. And it was, you know, it was great. I mean, I'll be honest. And then when I was like, about 13 and I figured out how to get into Manhattan and take public transportation and stuff like that I just started doing that and it's funny you say that like my my kid's 17 and I think if if I knew he was taking public transportation at 13 I would kill him you know I mean what are you doing you know it's, it was a different you know, time like, man <laughs> it was a different time you know and I used to you know I'd tell my mom I was going out skateboarding and I didn't say which borough it was going to be in you know <laughs> we just hopped on the ferry and went into the city well, New York they didn't have these things, these little phone things that you can actually nope. see where you are on the damn map and everything. No, that's not nope. where you are, son. I can see exactly where you they are. Just said, they just come home with the street lights. With come home, man. Turn on. Now, you know? with you and I can see where you are. Exactly. No, no, find my, no, find my iPhone. Find my friends. Yeah, none of that. <laughs> so me, it, was, I mean, it was just more of call from a payphone and be like, yeah, I'm alive. And they'd be like, All right. <laughs> Especially New York era, in the 80s, man. I mean, late 80s, early 90s, New York is a, yeah. was a scary place, man. I mean, um, I, well, did you, I'm sure you experienced that, I mean, firsthand, right? I mean, uh, oh, you, yeah. I remember, I, I remember, you know, just certain blocks you knew, you know, you knew what sketchy stuff was going on in certain blocks and certain areas. You know, it was, it was definitely different, but it was definitely a more streetwise kind of mentality. Nowadays, did you have any? Not, uh, I'm sorry. Did you have any hmm? any violent run-ins? You don't have to give any names or any specifics or anything like that. But was there ever? Were you ever attacked? There were no, never no, no. I, I mean, gotten into small little stupid fights. It's typical teenage bullshit. You know, nothing. <laughs> you know, but I, what I mean is, like, you weren't do, you weren't ever doing some graffiti and, and like another uh, graffiti guy like approach you oh, no. had a no, or anything like that no no i mean for the most part i mean there was <laughs> there was time sometimes like around like i guess it was probably like 93 and 94 just running into other people who you don't know who they are yet you know one guy you know he's walking towards us and he's you know back then people wore like the um the farmer jeans that had the the hammer loop on them yeah 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 and yeah, he yeah. and he and he straight up just had a hammer hanging from the loop and you know he's walking towards us and he's starting to grab the hammer and he's like who are you and then we were like you know we, we you know i said who we were and who we were friends with and then you know he just lets the hammer go and it starts you know bullshit with us like you know who we were then <laughs> well you know, teacher, I mean, it's, it was different he actually had a uh, guy come after him with a hatchet like uh just last month man <laughs> so really? that just oh, still yeah, happens I, it just depends what neighborhood you're right <laughs> it was just true. a misunderstanding once we got a figured out the guy was cool and he gave me a fist bump and he went on down the street it was crazy though for, for a minute he, if i didn't move out of the way out of his first two swings he would have made contact with really? a hatchet. Yeah. he had a hatchet bro real hatchet it was crazy but hey but so anyway you ever have any cops you ever have any cops run up on you yeah that yeah that's happened um well we've i've actually had cop stories about uh i've had guns drawn on me multiple times um, yeah, me, I had it happen once. Tell us, uh, give us a, a little story if you wouldn't mind. Uh, one time we were we were painting this abandoned um, spot that was down by like the beach on Staten Island. Uh, this was like I probably like '93 and '94. Um, so we we're painting. Uh, all of a sudden, it was like an environmental cop. It wasn't even like regular cops. It was like you know, like 
involved. It was like it was a cop on a bike. Random <laughs> no, no, she, no, no, they, no, the, 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 so there was like an entrance that kind of led onto like the beach where the, the wall was. So they drove the car up onto the beach and came, you know, walking towards us. And like, we look and, you know, they didn't have like normal uniforms on. So we just didn't think anything of it at first. So we continue painting. Then all of a sudden, like we looked and we were like, wait a minute, that, that person's going for a gun. What the fuck? So we just, we jetted and like ran into the, the, the woods nearby. Yeah. And we kind of just, we ran to like a friend's house. Actually, it was my cousin's friend's house. And we're hiding out in front of the house. We all changed our shirts and stuff like that, trying to throw them off and everything. And sure enough, the cop shows up, hops out of the car, guns drawn straight at us. We were just on the beach and we're like, no, nah, we have no coach. We were playing hockey all day. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, you, you were on the beach. And we're like, no, we weren't. And they're like, all right, well, if you see those kids, tell them to stop. We're like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> so that was, that was like the most, that was. But you that, still that had the guns drawn, man. Like, actually, yeah, oh. I mean. Hey, you'll and be then, surprised, uh, you know, right? How quickly your hands will go up when fucking guns are. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. so, even like paint, even painting like legal walls and like the cops come out and, you know, they, some of them just, they get a little overzealous, you know, they just want to, yeah. you know. A lot of them are bastards, man. You know, but I can tell part, you from personal experience, Chris, I thought I, I, <laughs> I actually rehearsed about five or six different ways of making a cop laugh if they rolled up <laughs> on me you know like different situations ways of making them laugh yeah and what i forgot to practice what i couldn't have practiced was having a max someone pointing a gun at me yeah. two guys actually two guys two little guys i'm kind of a big guy i'm about six three and these guys are about five two and the two of them are coming at me with the guns drawn and what was funny was there was a moment where it froze and I, my mind went through all of those rehearsals, yeah. and none of them were funny for that moment. <laughs> yeah, the gun changes the whole dynamic. <laughs> oh, boy. And I was just like, all I could get to come out of my mouth was, I'm just, I'm just having fun. <laughs> and, and did they accept that? that was the, that's the question. No, no. They're like, what are you talking about, dude? What's, what's going on? Where's, where's, your, where's your partner? Where's your partner at? And I'm like... <laughs> I don't have a partner now. I don't they had just gotten called by the guy down in uh, Sunset Plaza where I, where I was originally. There was a mm. security guard down there who was a retired deputy. He had them on speed dial. Oh, so they thought I had a partner down there, and I was already here at the House of Blues. I was actually in front of the House of Blues that got torn down right there on Sunset and Olive. Anyway, um, yeah, it was a very uh, humbling experience. And, yeah, so I, I – uh, anyway, so – <laughs> it, yeah, definitely. Guns definitely changed the whole situation. I, it's, you know, it's it's fun. It's it's fun until that point, and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, what the this hell is just getting happened? Serious, man. But yeah. and then the, and then they walk York, away, and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they, <laughs> yeah, that's nothing for them. You know, that's like normal day for them. Meanwhile, you got to go maybe clean yourself a little bit. You know. Well, shit, I think man. I did. Chris, you're a survivor from the 80s and 90s living in New York City, man. Like, how crazy of a time was that? Especially for graffiti, right? You know what I mean? I, I mean, mean, it was, yeah. I mean, it was... Did you ever get actually get arrested? No, actually, I was able to get out of most of the situations. One time, we got into a high-speed car chase. Uh, I think I was like nine... That was like... Mm, shit. I was probably about seven, 16 or 17. And, uh, yeah, we... we <laughs> 
hitting this one wall. Everybody gets back in the car. All of a sudden, a car comes flying down the block. Guy gets out of the car with two by four, starts coming at the car. So we just just gun it. Just get it was it was funny too because my friend had one of those like gigantic old like Lincoln Town cars. So it was just like a boat, oh, yeah. just fucking just flying down the. And and we got into this high speed car chase around this whole neighborhood. We finally oh got caught. God. Finally got caught. Uh, cops came and you know we were we were able to get out of it because we basically told them, yeah, we'll paint the wall. Don't worry about it. We'll you know we'll 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 fix what we did, and uh, and nothing came out of it. To be honest, oh my honest. god, dude. That's that like I, I'm picturing a scene out of Walking Tall. I mean, that's an old movie for yeah. you guys, but like you know, that's the main character is this big, huge, six foot four guy with a big two by four, you know, and he's just walking with a big stick, you know, and that's fucking terrifying, man. Good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you made it out of that safe. Oh yeah, dude, it was man. it was comedy. He jumps out of his pickup truck, you know, comes swinging the the two by four, and then actually we got we would have gotten away if it wasn't for this one guy in Alexis kids. who winds up cutting <laughs> us off. Yeah. Yeah, the, he, the, he, the neighborhood vigilante. Exactly. The fucking neighborhood vigilante. There's always one. I'm oh, sorry. There's, go ahead. It, it, there's always multiple now. Everybody's yeah. everybody's a, a a superhero now with their cell phones. But <laughs> either way, I gotta I gotta hear the rest of this. I gotta hear the rest of this. So basically, this guy pulls out. We, yeah. So basically, the the guy in the pickup truck, we were able to finally lose him, and we were about to get on the highway. And this Lexus comes out of nowhere and cuts us off and starts screaming at us about how we were driving. And then uh -huh. as that's going on, the guy with the, the pickup truck winds up catching up to us. Oh. And then that guy gets clued into what was going on. And at that point, we weren't going anywhere. Oh, gosh. It's like and a it was, bad scene in the movie. It, it was great, know? too. It was great, too, because so the, the cops have us, you know, cuffed sitting down on the, on the, <laughs> the grass. And they turn to my fr one of my friends and they're like, Oh, want to call your parents? And my friend goes, Nah, my parents aren't. They're not in town. They're uh, they're on a uh, a business trip. And they're like, All right. They turn to me. They they point at me. They're gonna we'll call your parents. And I'm sitting there going, My parents? Ah, my parents in New Orleans. And they're like, They are. And they're like, Yeah, you know, we're going on like a family trip without us. And they turn to the third guy and they're like, We're gonna call your parents. And he's like, Okay. I was like, What the fuck? Oh no! <laughs> I, was like, I was like, My first oh. off, my parents have never been to New Orleans. My my mother's like never been on a plane. I'm like, So how the, how did you just go along with it? Just say oh. nobody's gonna be home. We would have been fine. Yeah, it was it was comedy. Let me guess. His There's name was that one guy Trump, that right? Up. You're like, Come <laughs> on, man. Wait, so his, his name was Eric Trump, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just having a little fun. Just having a little fun there. Holy so shit, shit, man. I mean, come on. We kind of got jumbled up a little bit, man. We started talking about cop stories before the, uh, you know, I guess you started having cop run-ins early on in life, man. You know what I mean? But I want to yeah, get back to the heart, you know, man. As I said, that's, that's like 20-something years ago. So can yeah, I'm sure you're not. Uh, when you first started, okay, so when you first started graffiti, what, what kind of uh, images were you putting out? So, you know, back then, this is like the late 80s, early 90s, and, and letters was, you know, everybody had to do letters. You couldn't, you couldn't do characters. If you did characters, you had to do letters with the characters. So um, my, my, my brother's friend, he was like kind of a really well-known uh, graffiti guy on Staten Island. So everybody would give me their black books for him to do, you know, and and, I, and then I'd have these books in my hands and I'm like, oh, I might as well start, you know, doing something. So I was doing a lot of, um, a lot of characters, but I had to have some stupid, like, you know, really bad throw up or something next to it because I just, letters didn't, 
I, I always loved letters, but I just never understood the concept of them. Um, for me, characters just resonated better. So I would do these characters and then people get their black books back and they're like, who the hell is this? And I'm like, oh, that's me. And they're like, holy shit, I didn't know you could do this. And I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, whatever. So um, a, lot of, a lot of the early stuff I did was the first piece I ever did with spray paint was the, the wizard. It's not the wizard. It's the doctor from Hagar the Horrible. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he was a cloaked character with just his nose sticking yes. out. Yes, you're talking about the comic strip, Hagar the yes, Horrible. The, yes, the yeah. comic strip, yeah. I know exactly so, what you're talking about. So the first, first piece I ever did in paint was that character with a spray can in his hand doing my throw up. Oh, I love so, that. So that, was, that was fun. <laughs> but, uh, it's teal blue like... and teal green. I still remember that. Jesus. That's so, classic, um, dude. That's yeah, fucking so that, classic. I like that. I'm going to pull up. So, like, anytime. Hagar yeah, the, the Horrible is a comic strip. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just pull that up real quick because I have to, um, just to give the, the people who are watching, um, this is kind of like, I remember this comic strip, man. This is like a cool comic strip, man. Yeah. Yeah. Very simple, you know, yeah. rudimentary drawn, but. Oh, man. I, I used to love very, the Sunday comics, you know, man. Like, bold you know. images. Nice, bold images. And, um, you know, uh, so yeah, so there was a doctor on in, in the strip. Um, I forget the doctor's name. Um, but he was just like a cloaked character and his nose would stick out. You didn't see his face, yep. um, but you'd see his hands. So it was kind of like, almost like a, like a Von Bodhi kind of like feel to it too. Yeah. So, um, that was the first piece I ever did in paint and that was probably 1990, 1990, probably 1990. Um, everything else was just like silly little tags and stuff like that. Yeah, that's him. There you go. Dr. Hey, I just pulled up the image of it. I can see that. It's real cool. It's got like a nose sticking out. It's kind of like a, um, yeah, yeah. I remember this guy, man. Awesome, bringing back memories. So, man. yeah, that that, that it mean, could that, be his was... chin, man. What if it was his chin? Yeah, right. he might have been his chin. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, dude, what? You just fucked up my entire perception there. No, no, no changes just... the whole thing. <laughs> right. Whole thing. But yeah, that, so that was that was uh, that was yeah. So it was probably like around 1990. Um, before that was just all like silly tags and stuff like that. No like pieces. Um. So I then started to like become like the character guy among like all the friends, you know, they would do burners and I would do the characters, you know, especially like in the nineties, it was a lot of those like, like kind of creature-ish kind of things. And you know, it was, it was, you know, spray cans and you know, anything like that. Um, sure. And then, uh, you know, then I uh, went to, went to college for art. Actually I went to, in high school, my senior year, um, my art teacher basically was like, what are you going to do for college? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, I just figured I was going to community college. And she's like, now nah, you're going to art school. And I was like, yeah, okay. She's like, no, nah, we're going to get your portfolio together. Nice. So I wound up, yeah, I wound up going to FIT for, um, for painting. And nice. I, that was like, really, I mean, like, I was so used to being all around all the graffiti stuff for so long. And then <laughs> like getting like, getting in like my whole world open to like the whole different, like, you know, mindset. Mediums. All the yeah. different mediums. Oh, mediums i mean that was that's one of the main things i love taking away from school you know people always ask about you know don't you think it's oppressive or whatever this that next thing and hindering your talents and everything i said it might have but at the same time i learned about different mediums different you know paints this paint in general like you know i you know that's one thing i kind of always think it's weird about like street artists a lot of street artists kind of just replicate what they do on the street on a canvas and they don't kind of take into account longevity. They don't take into account 
really anything past like what they know on the street. Right. So when you, when you wheat paste something to a canvas, that's cool. Give it a few years. They don't it's realize canvas. Crumbling is off. Yeah. It's flexible. The, the wheat paste glue is totally different. They don't take that into account. So that's one thing I appreciate, definitely appreciate it about art school. So mm -hmm. then after FIT, I wanted to go to Hunter and get my BFA. Nice. I, I graduated and then I just got a nine to five job. <laughs> I didn't. I, didn't Dude, I have a bachelor's degree in fine so arts as well. It's yet another thing we have in common. Jeez. Not just glasses. See that? Yeah. <laughs> you got don't a job. have twins, dude. You got a not job not twins, in the art. I'm, I'm good. I, 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 one kid and I'm good. <laughs> you did it right. No, no did twins. It right, He's, and like I said, he's 17 already, so I'm good. I'm, I'm not starting uh, over. You're <laughs> almost I, off the hook. I, I, I thought yeah. you looked a little bit more at ease. I mean, you see me over here, I'm all like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so because I just found out I'm gonna be, we're going to be doing homeschooling for a whole other who knows how long. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. You guys, uh, I think we're at least until 2021, they were saying, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably so. Yeah. Good luck with that. Go I don't have any kids, see. man, suckers, both. But you're in your, like, your 30s, so you have plenty of time. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not in the plan, man. That's not in the plan. For careful, sure, James. Man. It, it, plans change. Careful, bro. <laughs> plans change. What, what, what did Mike Tyson say? Everything's, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> Well, we'll see. That's true, man. Mike Tyson, I, like actually, I remember him saying he's never going to fight again, and he's fighting again, man. So, yep. you know, plans change, man. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I got a question for you, Chris. Um, yeah. So when did the, um, the, the character that you've uh, been putting out lately, the, uh, the robots, when did mm -hmm. those come about? So the whole – so let's see. I could go through the whole kind of like timeline of it. So basically in like the mid nineties, I was, I was doing a lot of paintings with that cube that everybody learns how to draw in like grammar school, like the three dimensional cube. Yes. And so the way, the reason why I was doing that is because I really loved the idea of having something in a painting that people could relate to, like everybody could relate to it because they did it in grammar school. So the cube then slowly started to turn into a radio and then a television, which basically everybody else can relate to also because, you know, people either listen to music or watch television or whatever. They've had that in their life at some point. Um, and then like the late, late nineties, it turned into like a more of a square headed robot. And I just didn't like how the robot was kind of cold feeling. So like around 99, I started turning him more into like the human like kind of shape that he has now. Um, so like around 99 is like when he started to take, really take the form, um, you know, he's got the simple eyes, he's got the, the slunch shoulders, um, he's got the X where like his heart or his engine would be. Um, and I, and, you know, I actually, I, I don't usually, he has a name. Most people I don't you know, throw it out there too much only because I always feel like if I do, people kind of make it more cartoony than he is. Um, like when I approach the paintings, I want it to be more of an, like an art piece rather than like a ongoing shtick kind of thing, you know? So, Understood. Um, but, but his, but his name is Poboy, uh, P-O-B-O-Y. So it stands for a prosthetic organic bot of youth. So oh, cool. it, it has, okay. yes. so it has that, there. yep. Yeah. So it has that, that, um, that human feeling, but it also has the robotic feeling and kind of capture that kind of, you know, still fun loving youth kind of feeling, you know? Well, yes, you know, it's a, like you say, whenever you're able to take something and make it simple to represent what you're, the, 
you know, meaning you're trying to get across, um, you know, and you can do that in a way that is, you know, going to catch people's eye. That's, that's going to, you know, that's going to make a big difference and, and get your message across. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up, you know, looking at things like, you know, you know, they say like Disney cartoons. And I always have this discussion with my friend Venge, like he's this amazing oil painter. He does like these amazing uh, realistic birds. And, and I always said to him, I was like, you know, the thing with people is you could show a hundred people something like, you know, starry night. And they're going to, you know, some of them go, Oh, I know who that is, but they're not going to remember the name, but you show those same hundred people, Mickey mouse, and they're going to say Disney. They they know it. So that's kind of like how, like I've always, well, not always, but looked at it like later on about art and how there's got to be something that kind of, tugs at people's heartstrings or gives you some kind of connection yeah. and you know sim- simplifying things you know makes it a little bit easier totally, well man. and also you're giving a um you know a, an inanimate object um uh emotions basically yeah you're, you're making it an emotional being and um you know that's going to have more and more of an appeal to people as time goes by with the computer age and everything you know? yeah well, it, that was so a lot of people are, are bonding with their with their computers and, yes. and you know their handhelds and and so they're more likely to accept that representation you know whereas yeah. back in the day people would be like oh wow that's a futuristic thing you know yeah yeah it's, now it's, true. it's you know kind of, it's <laughs> that, that time's here it's now it's yeah it, the time is now yeah it was always because like with the name with with robots will kill a lot of people always kind of just assumed it was like the futuristic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. but like my look at it was that it was more like the idea of like when you do something so much and it becomes robotic it actually kills like the drive of why you did it ah. you know it could be you know work it could be art it could be anything you know once you kind of just you, know, you just do it so much and it just gets that robotic feeling and it's even like with work and like you know like people always ask me about you know if I do art full-time and I when I tell them no they're kind of surprised and I the way I looked at it always was if I work nine to five, I want to get home and paint. If I was painting all day, I just fear that, that, that loss of love of it, you know? So like, I, that's why I always kind of kept the nine to five and just, I wanted to get home afterwards and, and work on that painting or do a drawing on the ferry or in, at work or whatever, you know, it's, yeah. Is your nine to five related to art? Not at all. Not at all. Wow. A, awesome. Man. I love that. Union, it's a union job. I had it for, I'm on layoff now because of the COVID thing, but I've had it for the. Oh. Dude, I hope it. I hope you get it back soon. I hope you get that uh, back on track, it. man. God. I appreciate it. Yeah. But I mean, hey, yeah, give time to work on your art a little bit, right? I mean, and that's that's what I've been doing. I've been, you know, doing a ton of paintings, done a ton of commissions, uh, you know, working on walls, whatever I could do now, you know, especially during the day, because ninety percent of the time, doing walls, I had to do on the weekends. You know, right. so now actually being able to go somewhere on a Wednesday and paint is pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. like you say, now you got to be careful during this time where, you know, a lot of opportunities could open up for your artwork. Um, you got to try to keep that balance though to where you don't want to get too, too much artwork going on. And it's like, okay, I just did art all day and now I don't feel like doing any fucking artwork for a while. Yeah, that's my fear. Like my fear is like, you know, because I've had the art block, you know, I've had the, the funk yeah, where it hits. Too. And, you know, yep. every, I think everybody, especially creatives, you know, they're going to get it, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, especially for music, like for me, like, you know, you get that music block and then sometimes, but sometimes you kind of use it as like, oh, I'm on this art, like 
writer's block and then you use it as an excuse too to not work <laughs> to get lazy right <laughs> you know i mean you're like it's like a vacation you're like oh, i'm on vacation right now can't do anything you know what i mean but i, I feel you i go to the beach today yeah i go to the beach today because i'm an art block not today whatever yeah. it takes so you were saying that uh you're i guess your brother you were listening to, to maybe some punk rock when you were younger what, yeah. what kind of music uh influences uh, are you uh, into these days um so it's still, misfits. still, well, misfits are always great, but uh, uh, I'm more of like the, I guess, you know, like, I love punk. Uh, it's, you know what? It's tough to say because. Depends I, on the, the mood. Yeah, because I love just throwing on shuffle on like the computer and like, you know, oh, one minute, you know, the Sick of It All song is going to come on and, um, you know, amp to hear that and inspired by that. But then, you know, Jimmy Buffett will pop on and I'm just as inspired by that you know there's 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 all kinds of like you know like grabbing inspiration from all different you know aspects i mean for example um you know something like a sick of it all song like my life it talks about you know being in charge of your own life and doing what you want to do you know not becoming whatever you know somebody else wants you to become but then you have something like jimmy buffett that'll pop on and it'll be like breathe in breathe out move on you know it talks about you know taking what's going on and moving on so it's like there's all kinds of inspiration and I've never kind of been the person that's like stuck to just one kind of genre of music or one kind of genre of art. You know, I just, it's just inspirations everywhere. Sure. You're, you're I like that. I think that keeps you uh, more centered and open to, you know, uh, a lot of things with your artwork, you know, because if you just get to where you like a certain type of music and whatever, maybe that sets you in a certain mind path that, you know, doesn't allow you to open it up into everything. Like I do. I'm, I'm the same way. I like, all types of music and yeah, um, <laughs> I could do it the same way I could do it on shuffle as well um, you know because I think it's it's you know like you're saying that if you're able to take away something really nice from each piece of music um, I think that gives you a nice uh, big spectrum and palette to, to draw from yeah that you know it's it's going from something you know chaotic like you know punk and hardcore and then something mellow and then hip-hop and all that stuff just thrown in I just kind of like I just think just picking from each kind of area of life, you know, that's one thing I miss actually about this whole COVID thing is I miss commuting because I miss seeing the different people out there and getting inspired by just like the random people I see because sure. I mean, well, New York taking, city is definitely the place to do that, man. There's so yeah. many different uh, cultural crossroads, man. Yeah. Especially, especially like on the ferry, on the Staten Island ferry, like you just see all kinds of, Characters. Did you take the ferry every <laughs> single day, basically, from Staten yeah. Island to? Wow, that's crazy to me. That's like, man, to get up to go on a, to get take a boat ride. That just seems. <laughs> I'm just saying Dude. to an LA person, that would be like for a luxury thing. I can't even process. Like, I mean, I guess uh, there's ferries from San Francisco down to, uh, y you know, the city as well. But um, yeah, yeah. man, that's just. Wait, so do you get in your car and you drive your car onto the ferry? I always thought that's fucking nah. cool. <laughs> so. so they they stop letting cars on after oh, okay. 11 but um my normal my normal day basically would be wake up at six uh leave the house by seven get to work at nine because it took me two hours to get to work between the train the ferry <sighs> the subway and then walking so then you know work nine to five um and then leave get home about seven uh, do you know family time do dinner start painting around 10 11 paint until about three o'clock at night, three o'clock in the morning, whatever, stop, and then 
sleep for about three hours and then get back oh, up at six. Do it all over again, huh? Damn. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> this, you know, and I was so used to This is why New York is ahead of us with the fucking fires, dude. <laughs> They're full of guys yeah. like this that can do that type of stuff, but they just go boom, boom, and just fucking do it. I mean, we have, yeah, you know, we have our long commute too, man. Um, but you know, I don't think. You, lot, yeah, but you, you get, you, you guys are sitting in traffic. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we're listening to the radio and uh, yeah, you know, different different kinds of stuff, man. No, it's it's a, it's yeah. a different hustle, man. Like L.A. and New York, man. I mean, you know, I I feel like a lot of people we equally respect each other's hustle, definitely. You, you know what I mean? But um, you know, absolutely, people, I. I I think California, I mean, I, I love it out there. I mean, it, it's, I'll be honest, it's not for me only because anytime I've been out there, I loved it. But that slow pace that you guys run at, even in LA drives me nuts. You know, it's like, <laughs> dude, I know what you're talking about. When I first got out here, it yeah. drove me nuts. I'm from Florida. Okay. But I'm from Florida and so we very much run things like you guys do yeah. up in New York. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know about that. New Yorkers, we get along. We get along great because you can tell a guy, hey, You guys man, going on a vacation in Florida. Back in my day of hanging out and partying, you say, hey, man, I'm going to meet you at this bar at 8 o'clock next Tuesday. There would be no calls in between or anything like that. And then miraculously, at 8 o'clock on that next Tuesday, you both show up and you're both fucking there. <laughs> yeah, right? you know what? The thing about L.A. people, like, honestly, because of that traffic thing, people are very flaky that's the thing and the thing is like but here's the thing you you guys think like la has like a slower pace of life but that's a lot of people if they stay within their own like little side like for example for like me i mean i'm running from i consider like san diego all the way to like santa barbara like my zone man you, you know what i mean so it's like for me um you know this COVID time has been nice too because there's no traffic now i can actually run to all these different places <laughs> And fucking act like three different people. But, you know, there are a lot of people, like I said, they move over to L.A., they stay in their little neighborhood, you know what I mean? And then, you know, they have that nice, slow, beachy life, man. But uh, uh, there's definitely... Those were like, some of the people that I was running into. Then I finally met James, and I was like, holy shit, man. You, you know, get some dude, shit done. Are you yeah, from man, the I'm, East? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, dude, man, this is what people who are actually... further East than you think. <laughs> if they grew up... If they grew up in L.A., man, this is how we see it. We see, like, each one of these, like, freeways as, like, pathways to, like, a treasure chest, <laughs> man. You, you, you know what I mean? Every single city, I got to make my money at. You, you know what I mean? So it's like we drive, like, middle of the night, it's, go over here, do my hustle, drive over here. So there's people, like, working that uh, network, you, you know what I mean? But totally, man. I mean, a lot of people like to, you know, just kick back, have that slow-paced life, man. But, hey, Chris, if you want to come to L.A., man, we'll put you to work, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down. I appreciate that. I, I, I definitely would. Like, I haven't been out there in a minute. The last time I was out there was probably like around 2000 and shit, like five. Okay. The last time I was out there, it, it was, I mean, I loved it out there. It was beautiful. But after about a week of, I, we flew into San Francisco and then basically hit like, I guess every, down. yeah, like every kind of spot. And it was nice. crazy back then that like, like, not seeing stickers that was like the that was weird for me like we would be walking around certain towns like santa barbara santa monica and there was no stickers so i'm like oh like, yeah. it's a field day fuck so <laughs> you know because coming from new york like everything was covered in stickers yeah, um, yeah. by that time yes so by that time yeah. yeah so i mean like i just remember hitting up a ton of areas and then getting like emails like when i got back to new york and people being like i found your sticker i love what you're doing 
Do you have any advice? And I'm like, oh yeah, way pre-Instagram, pre, uh, pre-Flickr, all that. Message board. <laughs> yeah. But I, I still remember like those emails and I was like, it was great. And then seeing like those artists that actually emailed me become like known and stuff like that, that shit was awesome. Dude, that's awesome, that's man. That's cool now. I mean, look, man, like I, I, whenever I go to like Brooklyn, Bushwick or New York, man, I always see your stuff, man. So it's so cool to talk to you today, man. <clears throat> I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. And you know what? We do this little section called uh, uh, Check Your Feed, dude. So we, uh, we want to pull up your feed, basically, and uh, okay. have a little sound by real quick. Check your feed. For those, uh, Hold on, wrong one. Wrong one, dude. For those uh, people who are watching on YouTube, we like to, you know, this is our little thing that we like to do for them because they make the extra effort of, uh, you know, tuning in and, and actually having, you know, checking us out on, uh, on YouTube. Yeah. You got it, James? All right. There it is. Still working on our sound effects. Check your feed. Check your feed. Check your feed. There you go. <laughs> as, as long as it's not a soundbite of myself, I'm good. I can't stand my voice. So. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm probably not going to listen to the podcast or watch it because I can't, I, I can't deal with myself. That's like my own show, an Urban Robot Cat that we do. I don't. I haven't even listened to one episode. We're like 30 oh, dude, something. Man. Wait, how, you oh, wait. Oh, well. You do, uh, yeah, you do, a, you do a like podcast a podcast? Well? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a podcast. It's called Urban Robot Cat. Okay, um, it's let me, me pull that up real quick. Uh, yeah. Uh, Travis from Urban Final Daily um, and Corey from Strange Cat Toys. Um, Dude, I, I, I never listened to ours either, so, you know, don't worry yeah, about I just, it. Uh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> it's for the fans, man. I can't handle listening to myself. I hate listening to myself. Yeah. Just, the Toy Chronicle. I like yeah. that, man. Very graffiti. Nice. I like that. Um, I just want to pull, pull it up real quick. Okay, the Urban Robot Podcast, awesome man. What episode are you on? Just curious. Um, I think we just finished this this week. I think we finished thirty five episodes. So Congratulations, far. man! Oh, you're you. oh, you're hooked. You're in, man. After thirty five episodes, man. That's, hey, you're currently you just keep going, man, man. And uh, you know what I love Thanks. about this is like, uh, there's so many um art podcasts like popping up man because there's not that much uh you know supporting shows and uh, you know as long as we all cross promote each other and do each other's shows man i think we have like a nice little network going on you, you know what i mean so absolutely, absolutely. yeah man um, let me pull yeah. up so I, I pulled up earlier this uh this cool little graphic man and it kind of just shows uh for the audience if you're just uh if you're watching on youtube uh, if you're just listening you can go to youtube.com slash la street gallery that's where uh, we have the video version of this show. Um, there's a cool graphic that he shows from the cube to the TV to the kind of like a, a, a square radio. Bender. Yeah, square the radio. radio. Yeah, to, uh, to the guy he is right now, man, like the evolution. So I thought that was really cool that you explained that story and we get to see that kind of evolution, man. Perfect um, visual right there, exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. And, um, Dude, man, so it's cool. So who's like the, uh, I, I know the robot, there's a bunch of different types of robot characters, man, but who's like the boy, man? The boy, so I do like the boy and the girl characters and they're just kind of supposed to represent like um, just kids, there's people in general. There's, there's no specific character name to them. They're just kind of like the passersby that like you'd walk by on the street. Um, you know, that's why the characters don't have mouths because the way I look at it is, is that you know, you pass hundreds of people on the street. You don't know their story, but they all do have a story, you know, and 
you're not going to know, you know, what the guy, you just walk past their, their story. So that's how, like, the, that's what I kind of translate into the paintings and the characters. I like that. I nice like that, simple. man. When did that, uh, when did that, uh, uh, like, they come about after the uh, robots, the, 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 the people, or kind of around the same time? The, the people actually were prior. They were, they were before. They were actually in my, in my, like, when I was trying to, when I was doing, like, the graffiti character and stuff like that in the early 90s, like, they weren't exactly like this, but they had that kind of feel to them. Mm. Uh, okay. So they just kind of like uh, developed over time to be a little bit more refined. I'm sure you've heard this then, a lot. A lot of times, has anybody ever said like the gorilla style animation is like? It looks like it actually is inspired by your stuff because it seems like yours has been up around a long time, man. You know the gorillas, the band. Yeah, the guy from um, the guy who did Tank Girl. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Name, Eric. Something. Yeah. It's, um, it's cool, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, it's the the way. I'm not it's, saying that it's. Look it, at it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That's all good. That's it's all not good. cool um, that they're copying him, but it's cool that they would want to copy such a cool style. Uh, I appreciate that. But, you know, the way I look at it is, is that people, even if it doesn't look like something specifically, people need in their mind to kind of like associate it with something. You know, and even even if you just paint with spray paint, they just automatically say it's graffiti. You're right. You know, even if it's even if it's permission, because graffiti is illegal. So if even if it's permission and you're painting with spray paint, they still call it graffiti. Yeah, you know? a lot of people. <laughs> you know, so a lot it's of a, do. Yes, yeah, so it's 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 weird. I mean, that's the thing with street art. I mean, street art's so such a broad net now, and I mean. Well, you know what? Technically, I, every once in a while I go over this, but I, I try never to do it with like a, a serious graffiti writer because um, especially the ones that do like the fancy letters, um, that is actually abstract art, okay? And if I'm doing um, like one of my most simple pieces that has the learn, teach, peace, star on it, that is easily readable. Right. That's graffiti, okay? Technically, graffiti is readable propaganda, okay? Street art is more more or less can be decorative or abstract so these guys that are doing these badass letters that you can't even, like even some of the guys in their own crew can't even read but it yeah. looks amazing those are not graffiti writers those are street artists but abstract, i'll never tell that to their face you know what i mean they they they're that doesn't sound cool i can you know well, I, mean? I, I i know what you're saying in that in that what's in your that feelings mindset? i should say what are your feelings on it well, I, I get what you're saying, um, but the difference I think with it is is that those guys who are doing the fancy letters typically do do illegal graffiti too. True. So it's not like you're. I mean, it's 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 easy to say that because growing up and seeing that and watching you know people go from street stuff to you know galleries and stuff like that, it happens. So. I understand what you're saying, but I think first off, it's a different culture. Yeah, it's a different culture, but letters are all definitely abstract, and I definitely understand where you're coming from that. But at the same time, they have form to them. Oh and yeah, they have form to them, and they're recognizable and legible to people. So yeah, I really have to kind of like figure out what your definition of abstract is going to be. If abstract is going to be something that's you know non-representative of anything or yeah. you know I see you, your point so 
because the, the letters, even if it doesn't say it to, to you, me, the average Joe, that person who has created it has some kind of letter form that they can actually describe into it. Exactly. And, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, you know so, what? It's, it's kind of interesting because it's like this debate didn't come. Oh, the street art versus graffiti. I mean, in the whole like history of graffiti, basically, since like, you know, it's kind of like a more uh, modern talk because this term street art didn't start popularizing until like pretty recently, actually. You know what I mean? Like people wouldn't people may call you a street artist just because you draw characters, you know, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. still the graffiti culture, actually. Right. Yeah, and then well, there's this thing of, is it graffiti or graffito? You know, is it just one throw up by itself? That's a graffito. And if there's another throw up next to it, that's graffiti because there's two graffitos. It's like cactus <laughs> and cacti. Is that what <laughs> no, that's, that's what I've, I've read. You know, like uh, the technicalities no, behind, you know, yeah. when most people, when they see any kind of, um, you know, the, the initials, the the um, crew initials are just when it's just you know not even a throw it you know just just right. the initials just the letters or whatever um, tag um, you know that's that's instantly they think of that as graffiti um, because that's you know it's it's um, vandalizing um, but from my understanding the technical under um, meaning of graffiti is when you're actually putting um, a message out there and um, a readable readable message so um i don't know it depends like you said it depends on who you're talking to because we've had this conversation you know with a few different people mm. and you know <clears throat> it really Always comes fun down to get to different feedback yeah well i mean so for me as far as the the term street art i mean the first time i ever heard it probably was uh i believe it was in i think it was in videograph and they were showing uh Costin Revs, and they actually referenced the term street art. But that term disappeared for probably at least a decade. You know, when I was first showing, you know, in the, in the late 90s, and my stuff was kind of getting lost because there was no definition for it because street art wasn't a thing yet. And it wasn't contemporary art because it wasn't, you know, some random weird thing and going on or whatever. And even like when we launched the website in 2001, street art wasn't a term that anybody was using. Mm. So yeah. even though it was there, it was there and it was used, you know, prior to that, but it wasn't a thing yet. And for me, the only thing, the only reason why I bring up street art, not street art versus graffiti, but the idea of street art and what is considered street art now is there's so much that gets lumped in with it, you know, like a muralist, is yes. that muralist a street artist just because you see it from the street? Or is a <laughs> street question. artist somebody who actually did an illegal activity of art on the street? And I think that's where the kind of like the, that term and, and the ideal, the idea of street art kind of gets lost nowadays. Yeah. Um, you, you know, just because, some, like I was saying before, somebody uses spray paint, they're going to get lumped in as a street artist. It's kind of like this, if, man. It's kind of like, you know, in the rock music, right? Let's just take rock music because it's like a mature genre, you know what I mean? Earlier, there was like blues artists. There's like, you know, folk artists. And now it's like anybody who plays a guitar uh, with a little bit of distortion is, is rock. You know, I mean, the, the genre yeah. kind of has like, has like kind of like broadened and changed. And, uh, you know, now it's going through so like- So many different styles now. 
And, now, yeah. um, I mean, rock music has gone through this weird rebranding where everything is country now. I don't know if you guys noticed that. <laughs> and it's like, all, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, rock a music. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you, got your, you got your Florabama coast going on. I blame Nickelback, man. You, you know what I mean? Oh. They, they... Yeah. Dude, uh, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm from the Panhandle of Florida. I saw a lot of that stuff happen. I... Wait, you, Tallahassee? Where are you from? Destin. Destin, Destin Florida. Yeah, nice yeah the Redneck there. Riviera, dude. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had a big come up a couple of years ago. They were trying to bring in art galleries over there. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, but they just they don't have the right audience for it. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, wanna, yeah, everybody want to pay that much for it. You know what I right. mean? It's like they wanted a seascapes. That's it. That, you know. Yeah, seascapes or some fishing <laughs> boats. Yeah. There's actually this guy in town that um, uh, he would he would do better if he just kept it simple. He, he's getting too too complicated. What he's trying to do and charging too much. What he does is he has um, these cloths and inks and he'll be down on the fishing docks mm. and if someone brings in a big fish what he'll do is he'll offer his services and he'll basically put paint on the fish and then do a mono print <laughs> okay that's pretty and cool it comes actually. Off clean dude it comes off clean as what's this guy's name you know i gotta I mean? see a picture of this man and I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it, what like it would Destin be called. Fish Art. <laughs> yeah, maybe start with that. No, you, you, you never know. Fish the guy's smart. He, use, he knows the right tag words to use, right? Uh, monoprint. Destin uh, Fish Monoprints on docks or something like that. But, um, you know, and but he's trying to get a little bit too fancy. You know, he's trying to get like where he makes the print there and then he takes it home and puts it on canvas and adds all these little touches to it and everything and then charges a whole extra amount. You know, yeah. it's like, dude. And from what I've heard, he's got, you know, his work is piling up and he's not able to keep up with it. And it's because he's spending too much time to it? get the effect. There you go. There you go. There's some of it. <laughs> the um, fucking internet, man. Amazing. It's called a geotoxic yeah, and- fish monoprints, man. That's kind of an interesting concept. You like, you like fish, you get a fish and then you like eat the fish and then you get the fish painted. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You know, meanwhile, the guy, right after he makes the monoprint, you know, the guy sits there and takes the fish and then cuts it up and, you know, cleans it for you and everything. And then you get your monoprint there. Like, you know? It's like a nice the guy would just value. keep it simple. Just one or two colors on the fish. Boom. Make the monoprint. It's done right there. Here, it's in the bag, custom made, ready for you to go, off you go. He could be yeah. making so much more money, you know, but you know what? Who knows? Well, maybe it's well, therapeutic maybe, for him. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't want more business or whatever. But you know, when I see something like that, I'm just like, ah, oh, dude, if you, if you just kept it simple, you know, maybe he, maybe he did like, maybe he did like that. He'd feel like, uh, you know, he's the robot or something, up. man. <laughs> right, Chris? <laughs> see, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back, man. Just real quick, man. I mean, we're almost on an hour, but we always ask, man. I mean, we talk a little bit about music. Like, what kind of hip-hop do you like, man? Because it's so connected to, you know, graffiti and street art culture, man. And you grew up in New York, man. I mean, uh, of course, I'm sure you like Wu-Tang Clan, right? Absolutely. I mean, and that, <laughs> that genre, that, that, I mean, that time period, anything 90s, good hip-hop, uh, you know, Red Man, Red Man, Wu-Tang. Oh, yeah. Um, MOP, uh, Onyx, like any of that kind of era hip hop, I love still. Um, what about Miller, West Coast, man? Can you give the West Coast any love, man? <laughs> oh, I used to, F- Funk Dubious, I used to love Funk Dubious. Uh, that, okay. that, that first album was fantastic. That and Cypress Hill, the first two, I was okay. actually talking about the first two Cypress Hill albums today, funny enough. 
Hell yeah, um, man. Be real, man. I mean, OG to the max, man. But anyways. Like, yeah, that House of Pain, because they were West Coast. Um, you know what's weird about House like of Pain? That era. House of Pain, like, tried to rebrand as, like, East Coast hard Boston guys with that, like, yeah. um, Shamrock and Shenanigans song. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, they're all wearing the Boston jerseys. But it's like, it was weird to me. You know, you know what I mean? Because they're like, not Irish guys. <laughs> so here's so here's the funny thing. What that that so that Shamrocks and Shenanigans video was shot on Staten Island, and there's a piece in there. That wall is actually one of the walls that I was talking about painting at, the one where I got chased by the cops. Oh shit! <laughs> so that, that, they, 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 that's fucking funny. Yeah, bring so it back. Bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> Little recall for you. Um, but as far as like hip hop, like newer hip hop. Like I like a lot of the um like the rhyme stairs stuff. Um like Mr. Dibbs, uh Aesop Rock. Um, a lot of that. I like uh atmosphere. Hell yeah, um, man. I'm a huge when you said Aesop Rock, I was about to ask you, man. It's interesting because like these kids are talking about these days like emo hip hop or whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? But for me, like um, I mean, that, that era of, like, atmosphere and even, let's just say Eminem, man. That's talking about, like, straight, like, um, raw emotions, you, you know what I mean? And, like, uh, for me, like, you know, atmosphere was kind of like the underground uh, Eminem, in, in a sense. Like, a lot of people felt that way, you, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's funny with, like, music and especially, like, certain genres and how there isn't, like, emotional things that, that kind of almost were left out for certain time periods. Like, even, yeah. like, with punk rock and hardcore like there was all the bands that were talking about like emotion and everything like that, but they weren't talking about like love say, yeah, you know, they weren't talking about that, like that kind of emotion. And then with hip hop, it really wasn't out there either until more recently. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, you know, it's, but like those guys like atmosphere and stuff like that. I mean, like some of those songs, like some of the songs like him singing about, you know, like the summer, like I think yeah. every summer he used to do like the EP and, and some of those songs, I mean, they just had like tons of emotion in them. Yeah, you know, like my favorite, my favorite, uh, and you know, my favorite, this is really telling, man. I mean, I'm very, everybody knows me as a very happy, smiley guy, man. But uh, my favorite <laughs> atmosphere song is actually a uh, Fuck You, Lucy, man. Basically, yeah. <laughs> he has this song, basically, he's just like ripping into, uh, uh, ripping to, into his ex girlfriend. I mean, this is like, if you think Eminem Kim is like bad, this is like on that same level, basically. You, you, you know what I mean? And, I just remember that opening line of Atmosphere. Uh, oh, no, no, that's God Loves Ugly. But, yeah, man, I love the Atmosphere. He has opening line of, uh, I wear my scars like a rings on a pimp, basically. You know what I mean? To me, whenever I hear that shit, it's just like, oh, man. It's so, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm sure there are good rappers out there. You know, I've produced a few of them, man. And it's just kind of like one of those things, man. It's just, hip-hop is a different genre now. You, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I mean, I, I mean, like, like, if it was anything newer, I mean, like, Nems from Coney Island, like, He's got that kind of like '90s kind of feel to it, but it's like now. a throwback. You, you, you know, yeah. it's, like, it's like a throwback now. Like I feel like kids all these days they just want to like do the fucking dab and like you know do their little like dance and shit. You know, <laughs> yeah, listen to something that's got nothing to it. Like there's nothing behind it. Yeah, but you know, you know, I mean, I can't, I can't hate on it because there are still there, there. You know, every that's what they were saying about hip hop uh you, you know in the 90s man they're just like this yeah. is like low-class gangster music man but uh you, you know whatever to each their times you, you know you know what i mean <laughs> yeah 
De La Soul, like that, now I'm thinking yeah. about like De La Soul, like that stuff that had so much fun. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a ton of good music out there. It's just people have to find it. Yeah. And you know, I the, think that's, it's just like with art. I mean, it's, you know, there's a ton of good art out there and there's a ton of crap out there, especially oh, right now. There's a ton of crap, <laughs> but um, <laughs> and most of it is it's, you know, on the street. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm old and jaded. So anyway, um, but it's, it's, it's like anything. It's like any kind of subgenre of something, you know, it's like, you know, it's like the, it's like the, the, the kid who says, you know, I, li- I listened to that band back when they were, you know, when nobodies. they were good. And then when, yeah. And then, and then they become popular and you're like, oh, I hate them now. It's like, it's the same thing <laughs> with street art. Yeah. There's always, you know, it's, it's always weird. Like, especially artists, man, like we love to like, be like kind of like unique in, in our tastes a lot of times right so it's like especially if you like something and it becomes too popular and then it, you you just kind of feel like you sold out for some reason because it's oh, yeah. like because well, of I, popularity right? you gotta be careful being an artist you can't be one way or another and you know and you don't even know which way that way is yeah and, and you take that one project on and all of a sudden you sold out yeah it's, it's oh yeah it's comedy I mean, the best thing I like whenever anybody has like brought that up, I'm like, I didn't change what I do. I didn't change my content. I didn't change anything. I just worked for that company. That's what happens. If you want to like make a living as an artist, that's what's going to happen. Haters, you know, man. It's a different, it's a different story. Like if I now all of a sudden I'm painting flowers, you know, and, and that kind of stuff, then I changed what I was doing, you know, but if I'm doing robots, you know, holding a freaking a Spotify logo, then it's still me doing what I was doing, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally, man. You know, and, you know, and well, dude, how can, uh, how can people, um, what's the easiest way for people to get in touch with you? Do you want to ask some commission work done or get in touch with you, whatever, what's the easiest way? Instagram, you know, at Chris RWK, um, or at robots will kill, um, email wise, you know, Chris at robots will Any of that's good. And then I, like I said, I got the podcast. You could check out urban robot cat. Yeah, when they, where can they find that? I saw it's on Spotify. It's on. Uh, it's on. It's Apple. basically on everything. Okay. I think it's on everything but YouTube. It's on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, pretty much any of the 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 uh, supply. What the hell would you call it? Services. There you go. Awesome, man. Well, well, shit, man. You know, whenever you haven't been out to LA in a long time, man, and uh, yeah, you, uh, yeah, you got to come out to uh, you know LA and whenever if you are, man, we'd love to host you. Of course, not anytime soon, but you know, yeah, right. the time is right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd have so, to quarantine. No, here in New York right now. You right? keep California. I was going to say, I'd have to quarantine when I get back to New York now. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we got a lot of friends out in New York too, man. And uh, you know, we linked up with like Up Magazine, man. A lot of the ar- artists like kind of from there, man. And you know, we, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll see you guys uh, or see you at a party basically or something like that because. We're planning to go out to New York and kind of unite the two coasts, man, and do a lot of uh, kind of joint events like this podcast, man. So any guests that you have on your podcast that wants to come on our podcast, it's a graffiti artist or a street artist or a musician, man, we'd love to have them, man, and just cross-promote, you know? Yeah, same thing here. I mean, you know, we, we, we try to cover all kinds of genres of art. You know, we go from toys to graffiti to sticker artists to muralists. Nice. I mean, it's the way, the way I always looked at it is like how – when I launched the website back in 2001, it was, we wanted, I wanted the graffiti artists to know about fine artists. I wanted fine artists to know about graffiti artists and photographers really kind of just mix those worlds together because, you know, it's, it's it kind of shitty all, being stuck in one genre and that's it. 
Yeah, yeah. And they're all, I they're agree. all adjacent too, you know what I mean? All these oh, yeah. uh, all very talented fun. in their own way. Yeah. Absolutely totally. agree, man. Well, Chris, thank you so much, man. That hours uh, thank you. by, man. And, uh, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And like I said, when we're out there in New York, man, uh, you know, we'll definitely hit you up. And, uh, you know, yeah, definitely when you come out to L.A., hit us up so we'll tell you where to get up, basically. All right? Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, definitely let me know. And uh, thank you again. I appreciate being uh, invited on. No problem. Man, thank you so, so much, much man. Us, man. To the audience, right, thank you guys. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace. See you.